Talk about toxic masculinity there. One of the things that's always associated with that is just men's lack of willingness to like make a phone call and yeah. to a friend and say, listen, I am not okay. And, yeah. you know, you, you also have been very open about the day where you were feeling like that and yeah. your superwoman mother. Yeah. Once again, um, yeah. she, she called you coincidentally or? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah coincidentally. Well, then. it was kind of like, uh, yeah, I went to call her and then like she, like I, t- I texted her a couple of times and then she just called me. Because you were and, feeling bad, so you, you text her. Yeah. I mean, uh, people are telling you this, but when you're in that zone, you know, if you're in a, a absolute spiral, everything goes into a right blur. All I know is that I was in my house and I was in my pants and I was, I could not stop crying and I couldn't stop worrying about everything. And my head was going like a whirlwind. Like I was worrying about stuff that wasn't even logical. Like- What was your brain telling you? I can't even like, I can't even describe it. Like it's like the only way it feels like anything in my head that could have been a problem was a problem. Have you ever had like, you know, when you're, you're hung over and the, well, like the next day, I don't know if you drink, but the, yeah. next, the next day, right? If you have a hangover, you have this like paranoia thing, like throughout, like stuff just makes you feel a little bit edgy. Little whispery. Like, like yeah, 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 yeah. It's like that, but a million times. The only way also that I talk about it is like, it's like paranoia and it's like Mike, your brain becomes Mike Tyson and is just beating you up and you've not had one boxing lesson in your life. So you're just kind of like, you can't do anything. You're just taking it. Right. And it's like, you were things like you look bad. You've not done this. Your tax bills, this, you're this, you're this, you're this, you're this. Are you ever going to do this? You're never going to do this. Blah, blah, blah. Loads of like voices. And at that point I just said to myself, you know, I can't, I don't know what to do. Uh, and then the only thing I could think about was, I was okay, well, I'll just, I'll just, you know, take my own life. I'll just kill myself. That's, that's how, honestly, how I felt. Cause I was like, that's the only way to stop this. Your whole mind just blanks. And that's, that's the, the same thing that I've spoken to a lot of people that have attempted to take their own life. And they all say the same thing. Those moments that you have are, are completely like just so intense that your mind goes, it implodes and, and you don't even know. And that's why a lot of men will, will tell you that when they, you know, if they take it to that step, which is a huge step to, to decide, okay, I'm going to take my own life. A lot of men go, that was my happiest moment because I felt like in that time I was in control of my life, which is a really scary thought and a really sad thought that they feel like the biggest amount of clarity that they've ever had in their life. And the moment where they felt at peace was when they felt like, okay, I'm going to do this and everything will stop. But the problem is, is that that's not the answer. And it's, it's really not. And when I speak to, you know, in the documentary, I speak to, to Joe's mum. Keep in mind, this is three months after her son has passed away. And she's had to be told that a son who she's raised has taken his own life. She, she sums it up in such an amazing way, which is kind of touching on a very dangerous topic of selfishness around suicide, which a lot of people don't want to talk about, but it's the, the truth, which is suicide isn't necessarily a selfish act by that person. But the problem is, is that no matter what pain that person is feeling in that moment, no matter what pain you're going through in your head, or sadness, you do not get rid of that by taking your own life. All you are doing is you are transferring it to everyone around you. Mm-hmm. And you are transferring that, that on average, 180 people get um, affected by one singular suicide. 
And, and that is what you are doing. And it's just a fact, you know, like for two months, I absolutely hated Joe. I hated him. After he died, I felt quite cold because I was just like, how could you do that? I felt like, how could you leave me, your mum, your dad, your sister? How could you do that? How could you let someone find you? Like, do you know what I mean? So it's, 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 it's in that that you realise that no matter how much that clarity is there and you feel like you're escaping a problem, you are passing that on to someone else. And that's what's left behind you. And I know for a fact that, that I know, like I would put so much money on that if he was here right now, he'd look at me and say, sorry, mate, made a mistake. 100%. So much I was thinking about there. So the first thing is my business partner also said to me, he wanted, he was considering jumping in front of a train. Mm. That's what he said to me in our private conversations. The other thing is just this, this, um, it's really, it's really hard for someone who's not been through what you're describing there, what you went through and evidently what Joe went through to understand the, that place, if you've not been there, that's, yeah. this is why it's so valuable. And like I was thinking, you know, it must, as you kind of alluded to there, you didn't choose to, for everybody to ask you in every interview about this topic, yeah. but the, the immense value that it's like, it's doing on someone like me, who's been fortunate enough not to be in that place, who can now understand, from your description there, that Mike Tyson description, mm. can now understand that, how that must feel. Yeah. But I can't, but I can almost. But the, th the, the thing is, the thing is, is what's better is because you are in a higher risk category than me. Yeah, I know, which is fucking terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> because, but, but now that I've spoken to you about it, yeah. and, that, and, and that you, you, you're, you're not, yeah. because, because that's, that's the problem is that, you know, all of the guys that I spoke to said to me, they were like, didn't think mental health was a thing. Was a thing. Mm. Didn't think what I was going through was depression. Thought I was just mm. rubbish. And just thought I, you know, I wasn't where I wanted to be in life. Just wanted that to end. That's the the realization of it, hmm. you know. And and again, it's it's that thing of, you know, it's a it's a topic that no one really wants to talk about, and is is also why I was so adamant that the worst. Okay, this is the worst thing, right? Is if you're in that state, your mate's in that state, right? The last thing he wants to do is talk to you about that. So why is the kind of push always, oh, if you're feeling depressed, you should talk. No, that's the last thing I want to do. If anything, you're going to make me revert more, right? You're going to go make me go back more. The, the pressure should be placed on us as friends to, to make that call and to make that conversation happen with anyone that you would ever suspect. Even if you don't suspect it, make sure. How sure are you? How sure are you of the people in your phone book or your close friends that they're not thinking these thoughts? Not sure enough. But that's what I mean. So all you have to do is have that conversation, but that will take you having that conversation. I always say, I, I do a lot of talks for, for businesses about mental health. And um, I always leave it with, you know, go away today, choose three people in your phone book that you speak to regularly and ask them, ask them, are they okay, but do it twice. You know, and, and that's something that I learned from a group of lads who had lost their mate. They they now look after each other by asking at the beginning of the conversation, are you okay? Have the conversation and then just go back to it and be like, so tell me, are you, are you, are you okay? Choose three people, do that two okay rule on them and tell me that you haven't found something new from at least one of those people.
you are always one decision away from taking your business to the next level. And a decision that's helped me to transform my business is moving over to NetSuite, who I'm excited to say are a sponsor of this podcast. If you don't know already, NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. It's reduced IT costs because it lives in the cloud so you can access it from anywhere and the cost of managing and running multiple systems because it's in one unified business management suite. My team and I don't have to worry about tasks being manual and clunky and it means that I can be more efficient and to focus on more important things like bringing you the best episodes and guests on this show. So I become one of the 37,000 companies that have already made the move over to NetSuite. NetSuite has extended its one of a kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. So head to netsuite.com slash Bartlett for a free product tour. Back to the episode. You are always one decision away from taking your business to the next level. And a decision that's helped me to transform my business is moving over to NetSuite, who I'm excited to say are a sponsor of this podcast. If you don't know already, NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. It's reduced IT costs because it lives in the cloud so you can access it from anywhere. And the cost of managing and running multiple systems because it's in one unified business management suite. My team and I don't have to worry about tasks being manual and clunky, and it means that I can be more efficient and to focus on more important things like bringing you the best episodes and guests on this show. So I become one of the 37,000 companies that have already made the move over to NetSuite. NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks, so head to netsuite.com slash Bartlett for a free product tour. Back to the episode.